So good morning. I'd like to acknowledge that we are on Treaty 1 territory, the traditional gathering place of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene people, and the traditional homeland of the Métis people. CARFAC has engaged in a research and consultation initiative to create an Indigenous protocol, intellectual, cultural property, resource guide, and toolkit for the visual arts sector, similar to the one that was done in Australia. We aim to provide respectful protocols around the use and protection of First Nations, Inuit, and Métis visual art and cultural material, and this includes information about who has the right to reproduce, present, and reference traditional contemporary images, stories, and symbols. The toolkit will be shared on the website, indigenousprotocols.art, and it will include all of our podcast interviews, case studies, and the materials will be available to our community members. Today we have joining us Wilford Buck. Wilford Buck is from the Opasquiac Cree Nation of Northern Manitoba, and currently works for the Manitoba First Nations Education Resource Centre as a science facilitator. He has over 15 years of experience as an educator and expands on the Manitoba First Nations Education Resource Centre's vision to bring a First Nations perspective to the sciences by doing what he is most passionate about, looking up at and thinking about the stars. Through his research, which centres on in a new star stories, Buck has found a host of information to interpret, analyze, and identify. And what do these Inuit stories say about the stars? This is a question that drives and, and informs his star journey. The Canadian Teachers Federation has awarded Wilford Buck with the 2018 Outstanding Indigenous Educator Award, something that had made him somewhat incredulous upon hearing the news. Congratulations. Welcome, Wilfred. Good morning. So as CARFAC has been moving through the process of looking at protocols, and we're having these discussions around artists that are not within a community, galleries um, that exhibit art, as well as museums that have artifacts within them. So we're looking to have a conversation about protocols. And so as an artist that is in an urban center, one of the conversations that keeps coming up is, how does an artist engage with an elder within a community about the protocols within that community? Can you share some stories? Okay. uh, So... In regard to uh, approaching uh, knowledge keepers and elders, uh, one of the uh, first bits of protocol that uh, that's been taught is that uh, you have to uh, pass tobacco, and uh, so usually a, a pouch of tobacco, and it's just as this is just a, as a, a formality to. Uh, to uh, let the uh, the knowledge keeper or elder know that uh, you are interested in, in the, what uh, what is going to be said, and that you'll be respectful of what's going to be said, and so it's sort of like a a contract, 
you pass that tobacco. And uh, if the nose keeper or elder takes that tobacco, then they're uh, they're accepting that uh, responsibility of uh, sharing what it is that's being asked for to the best of their ability. So that's uh, the very first uh, first thing. And uh, traditionally, this is done uh, face-to-face, person-to-person. And uh, for traditional people who follow the way, usually when they pass tobacco, they pass also uh, prayer cloths. Weaponation, we call them. These are prayer flags, and they're usually about a meter meter of uh, broadcloth, various colors, depending on what uh, what's comfortable, what the person feels com- comfortable with in giving. And also a uh, a gift goes along with that. And uh, depending uh, where the where the elder is or uh, how, how far you have to travel, and uh, how remote he is, how accessible the person is, then uh, that gift should reflect that. But also, uh, it should reflect uh, the, the what you feel is uh, is uh, the information that's that's going to be shared is is uh, is worth and is uh, respectful of uh, acknowledging. So there's those uh, those things that have to be uh, considered. And uh, in the last little while, because of uh, all the uh, Restrictions that are happening and the travel restrictions and person-to-person restrictions from from families. One of the things that uh, we've been trying to do is uh, do all this process on uh, online on Zoom. And uh, so, what we've been doing is we've been engaging uh, the uh, the elders or the knowledge keepers and uh, telling them that uh, and, and, and showing showing the tobacco that we have and. Uh, there's sometimes there, there's a fire, a sacred fire involved, and we put the the fire in the, the tobacco in the fire, and then we uh, we tell the the knowledge keeper, the elder, that we are going to be sending, or we are in the process of sending cloth and tobacco to them for the knowledge that uh, that is going to be shared. So this is this is the way we're uh, we're approaching that right now. So at some point the uh, the person. Uh, Who's uh, going to be sharing gets that tobacco, but uh, in the in the meantime, once that that, that uh, you, you initialize that uh, that communication and and uh, make that commitment to saying you're going to pass that tobacco, then at that time the knowledge is shared with the uh, with the good uh, good intent that uh, the tobacco will be forwarded and and the cloth will be forwarded and the gift will be forwarded. But uh, but again. They, they always prefer that uh, you you be there in person. You pass that tobacco so they can uh, they can talk to you a bit and get to know you. Some because some, sometimes uh, they they don't know who you are. It's very important that uh, that they get to know who you are. So a, a question that comes up about tobacco often is where would one get this tobacco? So. Do they just go to the convenience store and buy tobacco, or is there a special tobacco that um, is available? Um, no, uh, you just uh, can go to a store and get a pouch of tobacco. Usually, usually it's a pouch of tobacco. The reason I, I say that is because uh, the pouch of tobacco it, uh, it it tells the person that you're giving the tobacco to that you that you put some thought into it and that you you, you actually paid some money for it, that you were willing to do that. Because uh, nowadays a lot of people are, are, are getting little uh, pouches of tobacco and then 
opening that tobacco up and then making little Ziploc bags or little pieces of cloth, and they're giving that. And uh, that, that says that, you know, you're, you're not being too respectful with that with that tobacco, but also with the knowledge that's, that's going to be you're asking for. And it, it, it sounds like it, it shows that you're not you're not willing to take that extra step. So that's well, why. I, well, I think. Sorry, I think that's a really good information to have, and especially for um, galleries that do exhibitions when they when they're looking for an elder and they have to find tobacco, what the tobacco means and how they can use that tobacco. One of the other questions I had was, I'm very lucky in my community that I that I know elders, but there's some artists that have been outside of the community for a long time or even a gallery that doesn't necessarily have any Indigenous staff. And so how would they go about finding a community leader, elder, cultural knowledge keeper? Uh, within a community. Well, in that case, where they're uh, totally removed from the from the community and totally removed from the culture, then one of the things that has to be done is they have to uh, they have to do earnest research about that. And uh, and I don't mean just uh, looking on the internet and finding a local elder and going speaking with them, because uh, there's a lot of people out there that uh, say they're elders when actually they're they're self-made elders. So it's good that uh, a person that's uh, seeking this knowledge, that uh, they do some research and, and go and speak to three or four, four or five or six individuals and get to know them and feel comfortable with what they're saying and uh, hear what other people are saying, saying about them. And uh, once you find uh, somebody that uh, you feel comfortable with and uh, easy to speak with, then you can, uh, you can make that commitment because uh, sometimes, uh, Especially people that are removed from the uh, from the culture, totally removed from the culture, they just see uh, an elder maybe on Facebook or something, and they go and approach them, and then they ask for all this knowledge, and maybe the person doesn't have that knowledge in particular. So it, it takes a bit of research and a bit of commitment. One of the questions that came up was, how are the local um, political authorities connected within the culture, the the cultural aspects of protocols. So here in Manitoba, specific to First Nations, would a gallery or an artist go to the Assembly of Manitoba Chiefs and say, I'm trying to find an elder, I'm looking to do this project and I need, you know, research and information. Yes, that would be that would be a really great idea for somebody that's totally removed from the culture to to approach entities such as the Assembly of Manitoba Chiefs, because uh, they have their own uh, spiritual advisors and they they have a whole list of uh, artists in from the local community and from the surrounding outlying areas, and uh, they also do get in touch with those uh, people that that are ceremonial people and they'll know uh, what the, the process is. One of the other um, things you had spoken about with the tobacco were the cloths. And how does one know which kind of cloths to present? Usually, uh, once you identify the person is that you're going to be uh, approaching, you can ask them 
is there any particular uh, color cloth that you would like? And if there's a, there isn't, then what, what we're usually told is that uh, whoever's uh, purchasing that cloth, they uh, just take your eyes and hold that tobacco and um, close your eyes for a minute and, uh, and just, uh, just meditate on that and you'll, uh, you'll find the colors that are, that are needed. That's so interesting. And then the other was the gift giving. Uh, so in that idea of uh, presenting a gift, what what kind of gifts would be presented to an elder when this process is taking place? Well, there's a number of ways you can uh, approach that, and it just depends on the situation. Like uh, at ceremony, when... Uh, when uh, tobacco is passed and prayer cloths are passed and uh, certain things are asked and uh, the elder comes through and uh, acknowledges that and uh, asks the grandmothers and grandfathers and uh, they receive that knowledge, then uh, a gift, usually uh, it's, uh, it's things like uh, blankets, like uh, various household items uh, and uh, food, and some also depending on like again if the, if the elder has to travel and that has to be taken into account and uh, and also maybe something a little for uh, like if they're at a ceremonial grounds then at the ceremonial grounds there's a lot of preparation that has to be made and there's a lot of uh, helpers that have to be asked to come in uh, of their time and of their work and uh, they have to be acknowledged so just uh, keep that in mind when you're passing uh, so there's some some monetary value associated with that. That's in regard to uh, doing ceremonial work. When uh, w- when organizations approach an elder and ask for these things, then the first thing that should be in my be, be put in mind is uh, the uh, the position of that uh, that uh, entity in in the community and uh, the monetary rewards that or, or offerings that they they have. One of the things that in the last three or four years. One of the things that uh, I'm telling people now is, uh, you know, at one point when when uh, when, when an organization wanted uh, to speak with an elder, they'd uh, pass tobacco, and they they'd say, okay, here's a hundred dollars to come and speak. And uh, meanwhile, they they have a a a meeting with a, a, like we'll t- say a school division professional development meeting for their teachers and they'll pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for uh for a speaker to come in and and, and do a workshop with them and meanwhile they're they're giving a hundred dollars to an elder to do basically the same thing so i i've been telling people you know a hundred dollars not going to cut it no more tobacco and a hundred dollars because again now they were now they were dividing the uh tobacco into little little uh little pieces instead of one pouch you get six or seven little uh, Ziploc bags or, or a piece of cloth tied with it. And uh, that, 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 uh, that to me is like, like totally disrespecting the initial intent of, of what these protocols are. And so for an organization, they, they should be willing to, uh, to pay like anyway for 300, like, like for zoom instance, like uh, a lot of uh, universities that have been contacting me to do zoom. And I tell them, well, I'll, I'll do Zoom for an hour, but it's, it's gonna, I'm gonna charge, uh, $500 for that, for that process. And, and I said, okay, well, they're willing to pay that. 
because again they 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 have a lot of funding available to them and uh they, they also uh, send the tobacco and they send the cloth in the mail and sometimes they send gifts also just uh something to uh, for the house or for the family so uh, i feel that uh, that uh, that's an adequate uh an adequate response to the uh, to the protocols so when a, when a person is doing this, especially if they're connected to an organization, then uh, they should. Uh, I think it's like it's an insult if uh, somebody's offering you a hundred dollars from from a, a multi multi million dollar corporation to uh, to t- to uh, take the time out of their out of their lives to to address a, a certain question. <laughs>